Welcome back to another episode of My Life in a Poem podcast. I am your host, Angelina, and on this podcast, we discuss poetry, codependency, trauma, healing, and the tea behind the poetry. So if you like all of that stuff, keep listening. On today's episode, we will discuss a poem I wrote called Recovering Codependence. This poem will discuss my self-healing journey and how I got to the place where I am today. No, I'm not perfect, but I'm a little less codependent than I was yesterday. So here we go. So I've been trying to break up with this chick called codependency. She appears sweet, but she's really malicious, definitely overused, and her bite is a little vicious. Crazy thing is, I didn't even know we went together. Like, me and codependency? (laughs) I'm the most independent person I know. But she kept me ignorant. She was so smart, she had me believing the lies people said about her. It wasn't until I snuck into one of her therapy sessions and heard all of her secrets laid out. See, she's the type of female that will cheat on you and still lay down. She appears selfless, but her real satisfaction comes from the validation she gets from making you happy. She could care less about your pleasure and only seeks to be pleased by your compliments. You see, she has very low self-esteem. She can't self-soothe or give herself praise, so she takes it away in the strangest of ways. And I had no idea I even had her traits. Was hanging around her so long, I became her. And now I want to be released from her grip, slip down some healthy relationships with someone who will find my people-pleasing unsexy. Someone who will see right through my attempts to be validated by them and ask me to come up with something original. Please call codependency and tell her I want my shit back. I'm taking back my self-esteem, my independence, and all that shit to the left because that's my stuff and yes, I bought it. I'm done. I'm taking back my boundaries, my business, and she can take her worries and her fucks to give about what other people think about her Because I'm done. Call me a recovering codependent. So I wrote this poem after I started my self-healing journey, of course. Um, More so my single journey. I started looking at singleness as a blessing, as a place I am in life. Like the summertime. You know, we want to enjoy the summer. We want to enjoy everything it has to offer. We want to go to the beach. We want to take a trip, right? The summer is a season. And so with that season comes its luxuries. With that season also comes its sacrifices. And if we do it right, we'll take that season and grow. And so I decided to start looking at my singleness as a season. Because that's exactly what it is. And if I die single, (laughs) then it'll be a forever season. But I'm hopeful that this is just a season for right now. And that I will end up in a very healthy relationship and create a very beautiful family. That is not my life goal. 
That does not make me a great person. I will not be better or more worthy of love if I find that. That will be an asset to my life, not a liability. And it will also be the sprinkles on top of life. It will not be the essence of my being. It will not make me who I am. So that poem really highlighted the fact that I'm done with codependency and I am actively moving in a direction to become more interdependent, which means I am able to love on people and be around people and I take pleasure in them, but I also can be independent on my own and find love and happiness within myself. So basically, that poem was just saying, you know, cool, you know, codependency, I see you and I recognize you and I understand that you have been the ribbon of my life. You have threaded from my childhood all the way through my early 20s and it's time for me to take a stand and it's time for me to end this relationship because while I have gone and been in a very various relationships with very different people um the one thing that does stand is the codependency and I've been able to see that because when I look at my partners I noticed that each one of them is a person that needed something from me not everything was financial but some of it was some of my partners needed a tutor and I became that they needed a therapist and I became that they needed a motivation person a per a motivator they needed a life coach and I became that and nobody was becoming anything for me and I wasn't becoming any of those things for myself now, I did do very well in school. I did very well in college. I haven't made a B in six years. And I'm about to graduate with my master's. So, yes, I look good on paper. But my relationships are failing. Why? If I'm becoming everything that this person needs for me and I'm doing well for myself, why is my relationship not, not flourishing? Why is it not doing well? Why am I not lasting longer than six months to a year with the person? And why am I coming out of every relationship feeling drained and like I left a piece of myself with that person? It's because that relationship was codependent. It's like I got into relationships with people that were drunks or drug addicts where you see a lot of codependency at. And this is an analogy. So they weren't drunks or drug addicts, but... It's as if I did get into that relationship with that person, right? So that's a person that's very needy. They're going to have hangovers. They're going to be constantly using substances. They're um, going to constantly be on a road to recovery, but then they're going to drop. Road to recovery, then they're going to drop. And if that person is dealing with that illness and they don't have a lot of motivation or they're not constantly fighting, they're not constantly pushing through and working on that issue, then 
the people around them will be very drained because you can find yourself wanting that person to do better more than they want to do better. So it was as if I was in those relationships because I had people in my life who didn't even care about if they had a job, didn't even care about if they had a car, didn't even care about if they had friendships or true friendships or they didn't care about their health, you know? And so I wanted to take on all these tasks and all these problems and just help them and encourage them. And they didn't want that for themselves though. But I wanted to be the savior. And at the end of it, I say, oh, I'm just such a good person. I was ride or die. I'm not doing this consciously. I would never brag like that. However, subconsciously, absolutely, I am drawing my worth from that relationship. I am saying I deserve to be loved because I poured into you. I deserve to be loved because I was there for you when you were homeless. That's not true. That's called dependency talking. So an independent person, a person who is not codependent, says, I deserve to be loved because I am lovable. I deserve to be loved because I just damn well deserve it. You know, like I don't have to, it's not conditional. I am just a lovable person. I deserve love because I'm a human being, because I am here. Because I possess so many wonderful traits about myself, because I am caring, because I am kind, because I am intelligent, because I am patient. Right. None of that has to do with, oh, because I'm a social work major, because I'm a therapist, because I'm a big sister. No. I have to draw that those reasons from within myself. And the only way you can do that is if you get to know yourself. So that brings me to this point. Within my self-love journey, I have been listening to a lot of podcasts around building my self-esteem. And one thing I've learned about myself is that I do not love myself. (laughs) And I know that sounds so depressing, right? But if you truly think about it, I don't. Now, I am willing to love myself. I listened to a podcast and it was talking about how to love yourself better, how to stop hating yourself. And one of the things that God said in the podcast, he said, well, if you don't feel like you love yourself, if that's not something you can look in the mirror and say and wholeheartedly mean that with your chest, then say I am willing to love you. And y'all, when I look at myself and I say I am willing to love you, ooh, that feels so much better. But saying I love you, I don't know. It just don't feel good. It, don't, it, it, ain't, it ain't believable. It don't sit right with me. It feels like I'm trying to convince myself. And when I look deeper and when I reflect back on this journey of me getting to know myself, I realize that I don't trust myself. And can you think of anybody that you love that you don't trust? Don't they kind of go hand in hand? I don't believe myself. I don't listen when I talk, right? So I will see these red flags and I ignore them. So I don't believe me. I don't listen to me. Is that love? If you love somebody, are you ignoring them? Are you telling them at every point, prove yourself? If you mean it, prove it. No, that's not love. That's exactly what I do to myself. 
I say, mm, you say you're going to work out, but you're probably not. Mm, he he really lying to you, and you know he lying, but you can't know that for sure. So mm, you think he's lying. You don't know. I gaslight myself a lot. But I'm aware of it. So now that I'm aware of it, I can fix it. I can say, man, I need to cultivate this relationship better with myself. I got to do better. And the way you start doing that is you start making commitments and keeping them. Now I started a fitness journal, right? So I will write down when I worked out, how long I worked out, how I felt after I worked out. And that started keeping me accountable and it started showing me, man, okay, I'm working out like every four days. Why? I'm trying to do three days a week. But it seemed like I'm doing maybe once a week, every two, every, you know, twice a week. Like, okay, now I'm more aware of my patterns so I can fix them. But until you slow down and you start taking notes on yourself, you won't grow. You won't learn. And you haven't truly accepted yourself. So I've definitely started my fitness journal. I've also started paying attention to my intuition. When I have that good feeling, right? When I'm talking to somebody and they're saying something and I'm just like, mm, that don't sound right. Or, ooh, that's not sitting well with me. One thing I learned about myself and I love about myself is I got some bomb-ass intuition, man. That shit is, like, on point. However. Sometimes I am too quick to judge. So I pay attention to my intuition. I note it and I use it, but it's not going to be the end all be all. However, if I feel like a person is lying, I don't have 100% proof that they're lying, but it will be in the forefront of my mind. And when I do have proof, I will believe it. When people show you who they are, believe them. And you probably already know who they are because they've already given you hints and red flags. And now they show you believe them. That's a commitment that I've been making to myself and I've been fulfilling. Okay, this person's showing me that they're not really open to growing and learning. Because when we have a disagreement, they become defensive. Boom. Got you. Noted. So now I can set a boundary. I don't think I'm going to engage in intellectual conversations with this person because they don't want to grow. They've already shown me that. So why waste that energy? And if that turns into I don't talk to them at all, then that's what it is. Because you have to protect your energy. I have learned, ooh, one thing I learned from about myself for sure is when to cut a conversation off. Like... Sometimes you see things and other people don't see them. And when you get to that point to where you're like, okay, this person isn't really trying to learn. This person really isn't trying to grow. This this is not communication. We're talking at each other. Then do a simple, okay, all right, and end the conversation. Like, I have moved away from trying to prove myself or make people believe or see what I want them to believe and see. Another thing I've looked into is how to disagree respectfully. And that includes not attacking the person, but speaking your point of view, regardless of how they feel, 
about their opinion. That person disagrees with you? Okay. Don't take it personally. That's their opinion. That has nothing to do with you. And when you actually want to get into a debate, right? Let's say you're actually talking about your views and another person is talking about theirs. In order to come into a debate, a healthy debate, because debates are healthy, both parties have to be willing to be wrong. You come into a debate to learn, to grow. And if you're talking to anybody, they should be learning and growing you. So hopefully people are bringing new information to you. And if you have a previous belief or thoughts, then you should be able to voice that as well. And then that person should be able to voice this new information. And if it sits right with you, accept it. If it doesn't, disagree respectfully. But always be open-minded. That's one thing I'm working on too. You have to, like I said, prepare to be wrong. Ooh, another nugget that I've learned on this new codependency journey is I've learned that people don't care that much about you. And I mean that in the most liberating way. Like I used to replay conversations, second guess myself, think to myself, oh my gosh, what I did was so stupid. What I thought was so stupid. Like, why did I do that? Or, oh man, I must've really hurt that person's feelings. Or they're probably going to think I'm stupid. Like, why did I say that? Why did I wear that? The truth of the matter is, is that I don't know where I heard this from, but when people lay down at night, they not worried about you. (laughs) They worried about their own feelings. They worried about their own problems. People are not worried about you. And even if they are, it's best for you to think that they're not. Because at the end of the day, everybody got their own problems. Everybody got their own issues. And I promise you, when they lay down at night, they're not thinking about the dumb stuff you said today. They're not thinking about, oh, what you wore today. You're not that important. And I I mean that in the most loving way. And I'm saying that to myself. Like, when when we grow some humility... You literally realize that the stuff you worried about and the way you beat yourself up, nobody else is doing that to you. You're doing that to you. And I'm speaking to my people who had this perfectionism, people-pleasing, personality trait, because that's me. I definitely developed that due to my childhood. I wanted to be the perfect child for my mom because my mom had so many other issues to worry about and my response to trauma was to be the child my mother did not have to worry about how did I learn this I listened to a podcast about people pleasing I listened to an expert who talked about the four different people pleasing traits and I took a people pleasing quiz boom I learned about myself And now that I know that, I now can take notes. Ooh, why do I care if my living room is clean when my company comes over? That's because I want them to think I'm clean. That's because I want them to think I'm nice and neat. That's because I want them to think, you know, I'm Miss Perfect. You know, what? not consciously. We're not doing this consciously, but subconsciously. Why do you do the things you do? And that is something I ask myself daily. Why do I, why am I doing this? Why am I saying this? Because then you get to the root 
of who you are as a person. Oh, and that is a red flag when a person cannot tell me why they do what they do or they start getting defensive. Oh my goodness. You start realizing how many people can't do that <laughs> because they don't ask themselves. They're not accountable. They don't reflect. Oh my gosh. It's so sad how like little people do that. And I can't be with anybody like that. That is definitely a deal breaker for me. And that has definitely been on my list of like, mm, if we're going to date, I need you to be able to willingly explain yourself. Like, sir, you have to be able to explain yourself with no problem. You shouldn't be getting defensive if I'm asking you why you chose tacos over pizza tonight. You know, I mean, you should be getting defensive if I ask you why you wanted to hang out with me in the morning versus the evening. Or your answer is just, I don't know, I just chose to do it. That is so, I don't like that. Because to me, that says you don't move with intention. And I want a person who moves with intention. Because that means you're going to be more productive with your life, with yourself. And you are prioritizing your own standards. And you're probably less likely to be codependent. Because you have your own reasons for why you do the things you do. A lot of times when people are codependent, they don't reflect on why they're doing what they're doing not truly and so because when we do get to the nitty-gritty of it you're going to realize that you're doing it for someone else and you're going to realize that that's unhealthy because if you're always trying to make somebody else happy you will continually be disappointed because emotions are fleeting so that is my current journey of recovering codependency and I've just learned so much like I said I've been walking exercising I've been listening to podcasts about building my self-esteem loving on myself I just wrote a letter to myself a love letter it took me three days to write it because I just was like oh I don't know but I ended up finding out like I'm a bomb ass person when I wrote that letter And I mean that in the most humble way. Because if you don't love yourself, who will? And so much of the time, I am criticizing and saying I'm not good enough because I live in this perfectionism world. So I'm definitely knowing that I need to work on loving myself and stop hating myself. And I'm doing that by continually learning. And when I do learn, I tell myself, oh, this is something good I did for myself today. Because that tells me that I'm worth investing in. I'm worth learning about. We don't learn about things we don't care about. I care about myself. So I'm going to learn about myself. And if you're not taking time to learn about yourself, ask yourself, do I really care about me? We learn about everything else. When we on a job, we learn how to do a job. We learn about stocks. We learn about currency. We learn about, you know, the social media influencers and all of that. We learn about news. You care about that. Are you learning about yourself? Sounds like a very foreign concept, but it's so easy. Just start paying attention to yourself.
So I hope that my current nuggets of knowledge have helped somebody. And I will talk to y'all later. Love y'all. Bye.